Hello, Hacker Public Radio. This is David Whitman. I'm on the line here today with someone from Bellingham, from Linux Fest Northwest. And why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, David. Uh, my name is Jacob Perry. Uh, I am a organizer with Linux Fest Northwest. Uh, we've been around for about 14 years now. Uh, this will be our 14th fest, and uh, we're excited to to be on here and tell you guys a little bit about uh, what's going on in the northwest part of the country. So I attended Linux Fest Northwest last year, and there was a quite a good-sized crowd there. Can you give an estimate about how many people you expect to attend this year? Sure. So we usually have, you know, since it is a fest, we try to allow people to come and go as they please. Uh, in the pre in the last few years, we've started doing more, uh, you know, conference style registrations. Last year, we had 800 registered people, and then at the fest itself, we had 1,200 badges, and we went through all of them. So we had to actually run and uh, buy the whole town of Bellingham out of uh, badge holders so we could get people on Sunday the badges they needed. Um, so. So we range somewhere between 800 and 1,200 people a year, and uh, last year definitely was our biggest uh, to date. Well, I know there was a tremendous amount of people there, and before we go any further, let's <clears throat> make it a point here to um, you tell us the dates and the times Linux Fest Northwest is this year. Sure. So Linux Fest Northwest uh, this year is uh, April 27th and April 28th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Um, it will be uh, the last weekend in April. Um, at, to try to be consistent, we're, we're usually always the last weekend in April. Uh, haven't missed a beat yet. Um, it opens up around 9 a.m. and our first uh, uh, talks are at 10 a.m. We uh, end the day around 5 o'clock with a big raffle at 4.30. And then we have an after party. Uh, so go out and have dinner. Um, you know, in Bellingham, and then come to our after party. It's around seven o'clock uh, this year at the uh, the uh, light uh, light catcher museum, uh, uh, sponsored by the Whatcom County uh, Museum. And uh, you can see some great uh, eats, desserts, uh, architecture exhibits. Uh, it should be a good uh, good fun time. And then uh, Saturday we do it all over again, uh, starting around nine a.m. And then uh, we close around three to four o'clock. And uh, that's sort of how uh, we've done it last few years, and that's how we intend to do it this year. Just so I'm clear, it's, it, the Linux Fest is on Saturday and then ends the next day on Sunday. Is that right? Correct. It's a two-day fest. Okay. And last year, I remember there were some guys there that um, had a big truck and a trailer, and they had a bunch of beer brewing equipment. Can you tell us a little bit about them and if they'll be back? Yeah, so uh, that's uh, Linux Automation, uh, two guys out of Tacoma, Washington. Uh, they drive up every year and provide us the beer at the after party. So in true open source sense, uh, we have some some uh, brewers who basically have automation uh, equipment for their brewing uh, setup. Uh, this year, they're going to have a booth. Um, it'll be a little bit different than last year um, as far as like the, the on-site uh, brewing goes, but the big thing that everyone loves, which is their beer, and uh, they also have a root beer for those who, who don't drink or, or can't drink, um, they, they'll, they will be there. Now, I kind of owe those guys an apology because I was supposed to get back with them and do an interview after I got back from Linux Fest Northwest in 2012, but boy, my life just went, it kind of fell apart then, and I've kind of been going strong just getting things back organized until just a couple months ago, so I'll be trying to get an interview with them. Well, I'm at the fest this year, so I don't miss that because they seem like a great group of guys. Um, is there a theme for the Linux fest this year? 
Well, every year we sort of uh, we try to theme it based on what what people are submitting. Uh, this year we tried a little bit different, um, sort of a uh, surrounding around the community. Um, so our our expo hall is moved into a new area. Um, we're trying to. Uh, get more birds of a feathers and little um, meeting spots so people can have um, sort of boffs or they could have little hackathons or developer sprints um, in addition to our regular talks which which spread the gamut of doing systems administration to programming to uh, beginning using blender to to doing you know regular Linux installs uh, to whatever you whatever you want to think uh that's open source uh so yeah we we try to get a little bit of of a theme um but there's just so much it's just really crazy how many different uh, how diverse um everyone's needs and wants and desires are that it, it's a little hard to to say um you know one one specific thing okay last year i noticed kde had a real heavy presence at the fest, and do you think it's going to be the same this year? Um, well, we haven't seen um, as much of an interest this year from them. Um, we had interest from them last year, and we had interest from them two or three years ago. It seems to go in cycles with their other conferences that they do every few years, and then we send to be in their orbit. So um, I don't think that there'll probably be a few people uh, either doing KDE-based projects or presentations, um, but I don't think we're going to have uh, what we had exactly last year for them. Okay, um, since this is sort of an unstructured talk or interview and we're just chatting here, can you tell me how you got involved in helping with the Linux Fest? Sure. So I uh, started Linux Fest, or I, I started with the group um, in 1999. We we conceived this at Boundary Bay over uh, some pizza during our Christmas party. Uh, I was... I guess 15 at the time, um, and and now I'm whatever. That's plus 14, so I just turned 29. Um, so so I've been involved through that. Uh, got involved through the Bellingham Linux Users Group uh, back in the the late 90s, early 2000s. There's all these little Linux Users Groups, and and I've stayed strong with it ever since because I I really do believe uh, that this is a strong um, community based. I don't know, fest that, that gets everyone together. And, and I've met uh, not only a lot of great people through this, but I've gotten great uh, job opportunities, great learning opportunities. And I don't think I'd be where I am today without, uh, without this fest. Well, real good. The, um, I'm, since I've got you right here, I'm going to ask, is, do you think Linux is something that young people should be learning is to help them find jobs and get careers and have an interesting future? I think uh, Linux is definitely, especially if you're doing um, any type of sys, uh, sysops, devops, um, any type of automation, uh, it's pretty clear that if you want good, uh, a good paying job and, and you want to move past the, the realm of simple IT, um, Linux is where it's at. Uh, you go look at Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, Acquia. Um, you look at uh, different cloud-based organizations like Rackspace. They're all running Linux, and they're all running open-source software, uh, you know, like Puppet, Chef, uh, Mongo, MySQL. And, and these, these are all things that if you want to make um, lots of, you know, have a good career out of it and, and, and really have fun, uh, you should be looking at these things because, at least in Bellingham, Windows will get you a nice, cushy sort of 
not really well paying job, but if you really want to work with the big wigs, you got to be learning Linux and, and open source. And do you think the Linux Test Northwest offers people an avenue to then get a start in Linux or to learn more about it and uh, keep things going for them? Yeah, I, I think actually Linux Fest does does two things uh, for for people that are coming in. Uh, for the people who are, have an interest in computers and computer science in general, I think Linux Fest will let them look at some uh, beginner presentations uh, so that they can dip their feet in and sort of get get an idea of what's going on. Uh, that certainly helped me. Uh, the second part is once you've started working on this, um, you get to meet people, you get to talk with people. People. And, and as you network with uh, different uh, folks that have been in uh, the industry, um, your name gets out there. And, and a lot of these projects are meritocracies. And Drupal, uh, which is the realm that I work in the most, um, you get your name out by working on stuff. There's issue queues and patches are welcome. And, and by going to Linux Fest, you get to see how the process works. And, in, and then it's all up to you. If you want to make this work, um, we open the doors for you here at Linux Fest Northwest, as well as all the other Linux Fest scale, Linux Fest uh, Ohio, Southeast Linux Fest, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's what these things are meant to do. All right. I was um, looking a little bit here at the list on your website, which is linuxfestnorthwest.org. And going through some of the um, proposed presentations, and I'm um, seeing one Ajax plus SEO is possible with XSL. And one other one that I don't see it exactly right in front of me, but I know a, a fella up there that lives in the area has developed a Braille system that connects with computers. Do you know um, anything about these presentations? I know a little bit about the Braille one. Uh... Not a whole lot, but basically we've had uh, various um, people with disabilities uh, approach us in the past, um, and one of the topics I believe the Braille um, presentation was supposed to talk about was accessibility and getting uh, that working with people with accessibility issues. Um, so that would be a very useful presentation to go to if, if you're someone who, who's looking for um, using Linux or programming with Linux and, and you have a disability. Um, I believe that's, that's the one he was presenting on, um, unless that's changed. Yeah, I know that's, I think his name is Tristan, and he was real anxious to get the word out because he's developed this system that he wants someone to help or to take on building. It's a, actually a hardware system to help people that need accessibility. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to be there. Um, and I believe there's another group um, for the, uh, the, the deaf as well um, to help transcribe um, if anyone needs help there. Um, but that's, that's a good example of one of many projects that people are looking for help on. And so if any of them look interesting to you, um, this is the place to go to, to start working on them. Yeah, I believe that's McKenna Interpretive Services or Interpreting Services. She was there last year. We had our table right next to hers, and I did an interview with her and posted it. Um, so really interesting um, people with a lot of passion for helping people that have needs. 
and that's that's what we're here for is to for for everyone to basically connect um we we have a vast diverse group of people um you know wh whether that's with disabilities or whether that's doing robotics or or whatnot uh it, it's quite interesting to see if if you have an, an interest in something there's probably someone either doing a presentation on it or there's someone um who is also interested in it and and that's what we're here to serve i've noticed here that there is a proposed talk on literature and amateur radio and then one on linux on ipv6 which is probably going to be interesting to a lot of people i know a lot of hpr people are interested in the amateur radio thing uh, uh, as I am also a ham operator, um, I too am interested in, in that. Um, I, I actually haven't, we're going to do our presentation um, review on Thursday, the 21st. Um, that actually is the day that, that any presentation proposals are, are uh, due. Um, but I, I'm going to take a look for that because uh, one of my personal projects would be to make an amateur radio um, system in Linux so that I could run embedded um, embedded hardware in my uh, mobile in my in my car so I could run radio without having to have three or four different amateur radios I could just have um, you know a bunch of different USB drives or different hardware drives and then run software to do that would be I think would be a fun project that sounds really cool so when you mentioned the fact that there is the um, sessions aren't completely chosen yet. There is still an open window then for people. I mean, we're talking here on, I believe, the 18th of March, and the 21st is the closing date for papers end, correct? That is correct. Uh, we have about 50 or 60, I'm trying to get the number here exactly, but we usually aim between 60 and 75. So we're hoping to get another 10 to 15 presentations um, by Thursday. If not, that's that's no big deal, um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then we're going to sift through them all and, and make sure they're legitimate or not. Um, every year there's usually a few presentations that we've, we've had to, um, you know, uh, nicks because of various reasons um, but in general uh, you know most of them get accepted so if there's something you're passionate about um, submit a pre presentation proposal very cool and I want to get back to the subject of these lightning talks or birds of a feather sessions then are they organized ahead of time or is that just something people are going to be able to come and maybe get an audience for while the fest is going on well, there, there's a few different uh, formats. Um, in the past, we've tried to do lightning sessions. Um, unfortunately, we just haven't had the staff um, to do it. Um, like any other open source project, Linux Fest Northwest uh, definitely, uh, I guess I shouldn't say patches welcome, but people welcome. Um, if someone wants to take that on, uh, that would be awesome to do like an Ignite type you know, five-minute lightning talk series. Um, but this year, right now, we don't have plans for lightning talk. Uh, as far as sprints go or boffs, we have two different approaches that go on. One, uh, different groups. We've had uh, OpenSUSE, uh, GNOME, KDE, uh, and Drupal are the ones I know of that have actually done their own sort of mini uh, sprints and, and conversations around development on their projects. Um, those are organized usually within their own groups, and then they bring um, the results of that to our team, and then we throw up a, you know, say, hey, here's the room for them and then you can go and do whatever you want um, there. 
Uh, the second part we have is like a whiteboard or what we'll have online. There will be a buff um, section under our schedule where you can either go online and, and create a, basically just enter a, a table on the on the grid for a, a time and uh, say, I'm going to be in this room at this time talking about such and such. Um, come on in. And as long as no one else has reserved that time, it is yours. So um, that's sort of how the boffs work. They're very um, ad hoc, and um, it's, it works really well for, for small groups of between 5 to 15 people. Yeah, I've been to a boff or two. Some of them are well attended. Some of them are not. And just depends on the interest people have in the subject matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of times boffs are just, you know, we, we have some presentations uh, that are proposed. We If we run out of space, we will go to the presentation um, guy, the presenter, and say, hey, you know, we only had five people uh, suggest that they had interest in this. Do you want to make this a boff? And, and sometimes we turn those into that um, just so that we don't have bigger rooms having, you know, only five people in them. Yeah, as a organizer for the and a participant in organizing Linux Fest Northwest, can you tell our audience about how much time you have to spend and what the um, challenges and rewards are of being someone who puts on a Linux Fest? Yeah, so the the time commitment's a little little difficult. Uh, I know it's a lot. Um, basically, it's a year round commitment. Um, we try to get better and better every year. Some years we're better, some years we're worse at it. Um, but basically every, uh, second Thursday of the month we meet, um, when it comes around January, February, we're usually meeting two times a month, sometimes three times a month. And then right now, March and April, we'll be meeting this Thursday. We'll be meeting next Tuesday. We'll meet next Thursday. So it really gets up to like the last month or so, you can expect to be spending almost 10 hours a week on this. Do you use the Linux Fest Northwest IRC channel then to communicate during the other times of the year? Uh, well, actually, not, not really. Uh, our group is uh, very much uh, face-to-face, uh, and, and that works great for us getting things done. Um, we have someone who, who takes really diligent notes, um, but that it might be something changing uh, with my move to Vancouver, uh, or Vancouver, Washington, slash Portland. Um, you know, I'm going to still hopefully be involved with the fest, and and they they definitely need more people. So, I'm hoping that we can start to bring this online a little bit, so that we can bring more people in because not everyone can get to Bellingham, and they may still have you know the ability to participate, even if you live in Seattle or Portland or or Vancouver or St. Helens. Yeah, real good. I'm excited to have you as a closer by neighbor, I guess, and. Um, I've been a little bit involved in uh, attending some Drupal um, get-togethers here in Portland, but I actually moved further away from town but closer to my job, so it's going to be real nice having you as a neighbor anyhow as you move to Vancouver, which is just not very far from where I live, if I could just get across that river easily. Sure, sure. Yeah, they they don't they didn't make a bridge there yet, huh? So I guess there's not that many people to do that, and Longview is a bit north. Yeah, and I, I go the other way to work, so it's not easy to get down there. But, I mean, Portland is a great open-source community. I'm really surprised that there isn't a fest in Portland, actually, uh, that is like Linux Fest Northwest or Scale or Ohio Linux Fest. Well, I think one of the problems with Portland, and, and it's a similar problem with Seattle, um, is that you have 
Well, we have an advantage here that we have a large technical college that gives us all the resources for free. Um, there is Open Source Bridge down down there, um, and there is OSCON, um, but both of them have tremendous costs. And and with those tremendous costs, without without tremendous sponsorship, um, you know, it makes it very hard to throw on a fest that that we're trying to do. Um, and I think that's why we we have thought about moving Linux Fest Northwest. Uh, you know, originally the premise of Linux Fest Northwest was that it's supposed to be in the Northwest. And so it would go around from Seattle to Tacoma to Portland to Bellingham to Vancouver. Um, but it just really didn't materialize because we had all the organizers in Bellingham and we had the venue in Bellingham and the other people who lived in the other cities saw the time commitment required and said, you know, we they couldn't do it, um, especially when it costs so much to, to try to get a, um, a venue. And that's probably our biggest cost, or, well, our biggest savings, but our biggest cost to any um, festival. Yeah, there are definitely hurdles when it comes to um, securing a location and then being able to supply all the necessary things like tables, rooms, heat, and then all the other things to go with a fest. And, of course, the printing and um, just a lot of expenses, I guess. When you think about it, the expenses do add up when you're putting something on. Yeah, we, we actually are fairly lucky. I would say we, we have the highest person-to-cost ratio of any festival, any Linux festival, and maybe any, any major festival, uh, you know, computer-related uh, festival. Um, we, we have a budget of around seven to $10,000 a year, um, which is uh, dramatically low. Um, and, and we try to be as, as careful with our funds and, and you know, diligent with our, our supporters and sponsors that, that basically every cent goes to the fest and, and that we, we drive those dollars as, as far as possible. Uh, one example of that this year, taken from what DrupalCon and, and other Drupal camps have been doing, is our pamphlets and our brochures will be embedded together um, instead of uh, separate. That allows us to basically print one thing um, that allows you to see your pamphlet on, on your name tag so you can see what the schedule is without having to go fetch it. Um, and at the same time, uh, we save at least uh, 50% on our printing costs. That sounds like an interesting idea. Talk a little bit about the sponsorship by the Technical College there in Bellingham and what that means to Linux Fest and how the students are involved. So uh, every year the the conference has sort of evolved from a let's use BTC as a as a facility to actually becoming integrated within the CNET program. Um, CNET's what the, the the technical college considers their computer um, IT uh, technical program, and so there's about 50 students or so that basically are required to do some type of volunteer work with Linux Fest Northwest as part of their curriculum. Uh, the staff there sees Linux Fest Northwest as probably um, one of the biggest opportunities they have for real um, live world experience um, to see how networks get set up, to see how event organizations get set up, to gain something done on a deadline, 
and and they really see the the need um, for this as part of their program, and and so we benefit from that having more volunteers than than most other festivals have, um, and it's a really great great opportunity for both students, um, you know, attendees and and us because there's only about ten of us um, in the core organizing group. And how many students would you expect to be participating this year? Uh, we usually figure there's about 50 or so that are, are participating through, I believe, uh, about 8 to 10 different subgroups that do different things around the fest. And that includes setting up a network, a wireless network for the fest, is that right? Correct. Uh, and, and the Linux Fest Northwest, I would like to say, as, as someone who's been to many festivals and many hotels around uh, the country, I feel that Linux Fest Northwest is one of the best networks uh, of anywhere. Um, that's partially because of the BTC team that has a real good handle on the networking. They have full access to the facility. They have full access to all the hardware. But we also have a gracious donation from CSS Northwest, which basically gives us a uh, fiber optic connection um, to FiberCloud, which is our in-town data center. Um, and, and as may you know, Bellingham is smack dab between Seattle and Vancouver, which means that most of the fiber lines run right through Bellingham, and we're connected straight up via gigabit to the net, uh, to the internet from from BTC. And then, do you, are you aware of what software packages they're using to do the networking? Um, I'm not totally sure uh, of all the all the software packages they use. Um, I know they have a bunch of Linux monitoring tools, and they have. Um, uh, some various switches, which I believe are, um, you know, hardware-based. Um, I don't know if they're Cisco or 3Com or whatnot. I'm, I'm guessing it's not an open-source firmware. Um, but uh, but that, that's a good question. And so Bellingham Technical College also teaches other things besides computer technology. And so part of the Linux Fest last year was the culinary class, Cook Lunch for... Um, the attendees. Is that going to be happening again this year? Well, I, I should make um, a slight distinction. Um, while there are culinary... So the culinary students used to cook um, many, many years ago. Um, they used to have a, a program where they would do a salmon bake for us um, for a fundraiser for, for their group. Uh, in the last few years, uh, they actually have their own like um, culinary services, uh, interdepartmental uh, services, um, which a lot of culinary students work at, um, but slightly different. And they're going to do a buffet this year. Um, food's been up uh, a question in the previous few years, so we're going to be changing it up a bit. Um, and with the new building, we are hoping that uh, we'll have more indoor seating. We're going to have more options, more um, alternative diet options as well um, for those who are vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free. Um, and and it, should be, it should be a bit better than, um, than it's ever been before. That sounds really good. I know the meal was real good last year, and I don't think we'll be disappointed this year. Good. Well, yeah, it, it should be uh, it should be pretty pretty awesome. Um, and we're working on on ways to get the cost down um, for that. 
um, because we know that there's a lot of people who are, um, you know, that have various uh, restricted budgets. Um, but there's also an opportunity if you get a individual sponsorship through the website uh, for, I believe, $60, you get a T-shirt and you get free lunch and, and all of that um, included. So that might also be something to look at uh, for listeners who are interested to get all their expenses paid uh, before they go to the fest itself. And so the best is free to attend, isn't it? And but you can be an individual sponsor or get some level of sponsorship. Correct. Uh, you know, fundamentally, the fest is supposed to be free as in beer, free as an open source, and we don't want to restrict that. Um, and 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 nor should we have to. Uh, but there are lots of costs and lunch and T-shirts and other various items that people get included um, with other festivals. Um, we just can't give to everyone uh, for free. Uh, so if you get an individual sponsorship, uh, that's $60, and that gives you um, what you would get at a normal conference. Uh, whereas a free registration, you still get to have a badge, you still get to see um, the brochure, and you, and you get that type of material. Um, but you're going to have to pay you know, separately for a shirt and separately for lunches if you want to do that. And then attendance at the party is extra also for people who don't have a sponsorship? Oh, no. Uh, so the, the party is free for anyone who is registered, free or uh, individual sponsors, um, but you do have to show your badge um, because of Washington State law and because, I, you know, we feel that if, if you go to the fest, you deserve a party, but not, you know, we shouldn't have some kids off the street just come in. Um, you must wear your badge when you come there. We will check them. We'll scan your badges um, and, and you'll get in there for free. Um, just make sure you have your badge on with you. And so how do people sign up for a sponsorship or get registered for the fest? So if you go to linuxfestnorthwest.org, um, there's a register now button up at the top. And uh, if you click that, it'll let you go through and you can select a free or individual sponsor. Um, just fill out the data there and it will uh, sign you up. And we'll be sending out an email here after the presentation's uh, window is closed. And we'll be uh, encouraging people to go through and... Uh, I, I don't want to say vote. Um, many other organizations say vote, but uh, we say um, please select the sessions that you think you're likely to attend. Um, this gives us an idea in our planning um, because we have many different sizes of rooms um, and we need to get different, you know, we want to put uh, the right presentation in the right room. So please make sure you get on there and, and you say that you're interested in a session. Doesn't commit you to the session, um, but it does give us an idea of what type of um, uh, of interest that session is uh, generating. Hacker Public Radio has had a table at Linux Fest Northwest now for, this will be the third year, and the table there is free of cost to us. And how many .org organizations are having tables or booths at the fest? Uh, this year we will have 13 .org booths. Can you name any of them besides HBR? Sure. So we have, um, let's see, who all do we have this year? Um, we'll have a bunch of, uh, let's see, Cascadia IT, I think we'll have a group there. That's um, that's a, uh, a local other um, technical college. Um, we have the various Linux users group from Everett and Tacoma, etc. 
uh, FreeBSD, the EFF, um, OpenBSD. Um, so we have a bunch of non-Linux stuff there, I guess. But they're all open source. Uh, there should be a Drupal booth. Um, we're going to have a Postgres users group. Uh, Mozilla will be there. Um, and a few others that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, there's still a few slots left um, if, if you want to get in, but they are they are closing very quickly. So yeah, get them in, and and uh, if if you make it and too late, uh, we have a waiting list as well. Okay, can you talk about um, how people find a place to stay in Bellingham for the fest? Of course, the festival is held at the Technical College, so the hotels are not really close by. And Would you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the we aren't very close by. I, I'm still hoping that the new uh, La Quinta will be opening up right across the uh, freeway from where we usually stay, which is the Hampton Inn. Um, I'm not sure if that will be open in the next month or so. Um, also, unfortunately, uh, this weekend is host to a plethora of other events in Bellingham. So if you are planning to go... You need to get a hotel soon. Um, we suggest the Hampton Inn. The Hampton Inn is located off Bakerview, um, in uh, just north of uh, uh, just north of Bellingham and near the the airport. Um, there'll also be a 24-hour hacker lounge in there, and uh, that's usually where we try to get as many people into as possible. Um, if you can't make it into there, uh, there's the Lakeway Inn, um, which is also filling up quickly. Um, that one's closer to downtown, but a little bit opposite of town um, from the Hampton. Um, and then if you can't get in there, um, there's a bunch of other hotels on Meridian um, of various quality. Um, and if you want to really splurge and have an awesome vacation, um, you can go to the Chrysalis um, or the Hotel Bellwether. Um, both of those have packages. It's almost... Wouldn't say honeymooner type, but they're definitely your your three and a half four star um, hotels. So I noticed on the website it says Yellow Cab is offering a special deal for Lynx Fest Northwest. That must be for people who don't have transportation from the hotel to the festival site. Is that true? Yeah, they have a, a deal. I believe it's a fifteen percent discount um, if you use a, a taxi getting around. Um, there isn't a whole lot of mass transit, um, but uh, the taxis worked fairly well last year, um, especially coming home from the party. Um, and, and the other way I would suggest, um, too, is, is find out what other people are staying at your hotel. And in good old carpool open source fashion, um, there's usually people that can take other people um, to and from the hotel to the, to the fest. Okay. Um, do you have anything else you want to share about the festival and before we wrap things up? We've been going almost 40 minutes now. Um, I think that's pretty good. I, I would suggest um, people uh, you know, check out the website, linuxfestnorthwest.org. Um, look at the community page, get on IRC. Um, if you have questions, uh, feel free to use the contact link or uh, post up in the forum so other people can see it. Uh, I know they're not widely uh, used, but every year we hope that, that more and more people use them. Um, and yeah, if, if you're coming, um, you know, get get your presentations in, uh, get registered, get your hotel, because uh, uh, unlike previous years, doing it last minute is going to be um, not nearly as fun um, this year because uh, Bellingham is, is becoming a very hopping town. And uh, Linux Fest is just one of many other big things that happen um, in, in Bellingham that uh, that weekend. Okay, real good. I would... Um... 
thank you for coming on and doing this interview for Hacker Public Radio. And I want to point out that um, you actually always have had the ruby slippers on, like I'm referring to the Wizard of Oz when the girl wanted to go home because anyone can make a presentation and post it on Hacker Public Radio, an audio presentation. The website is open, and you can find that information at hackerpublicradio.org. So if you have anything else you want to add or a subject you want to talk about, and any of our listeners, go to the hackerpublicradio.org and find out how to contribute. It's easy, it's free, and it's there for you. Cool. Well, and, and I thank you for, for this service and this opportunity. Um, I think what you guys do is really awesome for, for the community as a whole. Um, you know, it's really awesome to be able to connect people back, you know, to each other. And that's sort of how uh, we make everything better. So um, thank you. Thank you, Jacob. And be sure to come by the Hacker Public Radio table. And uh, we have some special mini bumper stickers that are just right for netbooks and laptops. For people that are attending, you want to especially come by, say hello to us, talk to us, and get one of those bumper stickers. And thank you for working on Linux Fest Northwest. Cool. Will do. Thank you, David. I'll be looking forward to meeting you. Goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.